Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The latest research suggests that taking the time to experience awe, whether that's rocking out to a great song, hiking to a beautiful view, or having a great belly laugh with your toddler can help you improve your relationships, decrease your stress, decrease your negative thinking, and make you calmer and happier. So today I'm going to teach you what awe really is and my top quick and easy ways to experience awe on the daily. So stay tuned. Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. You're here. We are back. Welcome back to the podcast. You know who I am, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I'm, as always, very excited to present what I'm going to present to you today because I have just been reading about it nonstop and researching for the last few weeks as I was getting ready for this episode. And um, not to worry, I, I managed to get it down <laughs> to a reasonable amount. You know me, I want to give you everything. I want to give you every study. I want to give you everything, you know, and I also know that you don't want to listen to everything that you, we are at this place, 203rd episode, I think we're at right now where you trust me, which I so appreciate and know that I'm always coming at you with research-based information and my 38 plus years almost now of working with clients so that I'm always wrapping that together so that you get the best. <sighs> but it's always good to be here with you. So I've got a lot to cover. And so, you know, get yourself ready. If you don't already know, you know, if you go to the website, abbymetcalf.com, I don't know, most of you are listening to this on Apple um, or on Spotify. 
but you're listening other places too, if you go to abbymedcalf.com and there's always, if you click on podcast, there's a little show notes page there. We call it show notes where you can link, find links and things and you can, you know, listen to the podcast there actually, if you ever wanted to or download it from there. If you're ever looking for an episode and want to do a search, but you can also go over to where it says relationship tips and tools. And I post like a whole blog. I, I write out a whole thing so that to me, it's your notes. These are things you don't have to necessarily take notes. You can go to that later. You can copy and paste it. You can do whatever you want to have the information. So I always want you to know that's there for you. Okay, I'm not sure everybody got that, but all right. And I want to do a little caveat before I jump in too quickly is, is that, so the research around awe, it's only about 20 years old. I think it's like 19 years old. It, so there's still a lot we don't know. But having said that, there is a solid amount of very reputable research because you know how I roll that's been done. So, but I'm not going to sit here and list all the studies and study this and study that. I'm actually going to take that out today. Uh, and instead, I'm going to link again on the show notes page or on the uh, relationship tips and tools page. I'm going to link, there was a white paper that was done, uh, published in 2018 for the John Templeton Foundation by the Greater Good Science Center of Berkeley. I love them. If you don't support them, please do. They're incredible. What great research. All free. They're amazing. So if you're interested in learning more, they a white paper is basically where a lot of information is taken and kind of put together in a way that's easy to read <laughs> with all the research noted, all the different articles, all the different studies. So that's all in one place. So instead of sending you to 50 places, you can just go read there. If you don't believe something I'm saying, or if you want, which I hope you do, if you believe me by now, uh, or if you just want to learn more, go read it. So I will link to it in both places. It's wonderful. And again, all the research is there. And then there's there was a really good book I read about awe that I'll link to also um, that I really like. So again, if you want to go deep. So, but let's get to it. So let's talk about what awe is. And I, as I was thinking about this, I thought, well, one of the times I've experienced awe and how do I want to explain it? So I'm going to give you the scientific definitions and then sort of regular ways of talking about it. So the bigger ways when I think about awe, um, you know, I remember like the year 2000 um, when, you know, remember Y2K? Is everybody old enough for that? Uh, Y2K, everything was going to go to hell, whatever. But I, um, I had just gotten engaged then. So this is, you know, 2000. And I, we went, I went with my future in-laws uh, and future husband to the Grand Canyon. And we were at the Grand Canyon over New Year's Eve that year with my sisters-in-law and all kinds of people. It was really amazing. And I remember literally, I think it was at midnight that New Year's Eve, it started to snow at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it was like kind of epic. Um, I you know, talk about awe. You're, you're outside in the dark. Just, it's beautiful. The, the, the world did not crash, as we know. Um, I was thinking then of another time I went in 80, when I lived in Israel in the late 80s, I went to Bethlehem on a Christmas Eve with a bunch of friends. And, uh, you know, we were wandering through this the town of Bethlehem at night it was getting I think we got there at like nine and there were all these services going on all outside inside too I'm sure places but outside there was just like hundreds of clergy people different kinds of clergy people all doing little like services I guess and there are lots of different languages oh my gosh everywhere you walk there was a different language and uh everywhere we stopped they were offering us candles and we kept accepting them but there I was thinking oh is this like a you know 
a souvenir, but they were just little white plain candles. They they didn't have anything special on them. I'm like, hmm. But then at about 11.30 or quarter to, to midnight, they started to light the candles all over Bethlehem. And there must have been thousands of them. I mean, there were so many people there. And they started lighting those candles. And as I was looking out over this town, here I am, Bethlehem, New Year's Eve, <laughs> Christmas Eve, sorry, not New Year's Eve. Thousands of people milling around, all these different languages being spoken, and all people kind of united holding these candles. And everyone was at midnight, everyone, it got very quiet, and everyone was holding them up and praying silently. And it was amazing. And I'm looking around, you know, I look up and everyone's sort of crying and having, I'm sure, like some religious experiences. And here I am, a nice Jewish girl, right? I, <laughs> this is not love Jesus, but you know, not my main guy. And uh, I was crying. I was, you know, goosebumps are everywhere. It's incredible. And I will say, you know, living in Israel, uh, had many moments like this because everywhere you go is like the holiest place in the world or the or for or the holiest place for 10 different religions or uh you know or the 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 dead sea you know the lowest place on earth whatever like everywhere you went there was another thing that was epic and they were everywhere and all the time it was just incredible and uh i remember you know memorial day there they do it they, or they used to back then, they would sound a siren at, I think it, I don't remember what time, it was a special time, it was in the afternoon sometime, and they would sound the siren, and no matter where you were in the country, you would stop. And when the siren went on their Memorial Day, and uh, everyone, people got out of cars, they stopped their cars, they got out, people, like, if you, if a waitress was serving you, she would just stop and put the food down or whatever, and people would all just sort of bow their heads and pray for a moment and give not you know acknowledgement remembrance uh to people who had died and it was incredible the first time it happened i i was like what is going on like everyone just sort of stops but the the reverence the remembrance it's um incredible and again like this incredible goose I, i've got goosebumps right now talking about it there's many, there were many times like this and there was so much, but I also, you know, I walked on hot coals and, you know, hey, that's a big epic moment, right? There's a moment of awe. There was lots of moments like that, but I'm going to talk about other moments today because that's all I thought awe was. So when I used to see, you know, the awe research again has been around a little while, but I've kind of been ignoring it. I thought, how do normal people do awe? I don't even understand, but I'm going to teach you today how to do it and how to get the benefits and what the benefits are because they're amazing. So. They, you know, the, so again, like the big moments are easy, right? They're, to know you're in awe because, you know, these experience, they're, they're self-transcendent, you know, they, and that's, but that is what awe is about. It, it, awe, anything that's an awe experience, uh, help us, you know, shift our attention a, away from ourselves. They make us feel like we're part of something greater or something bigger. So again, even though I was, you know, Jewish, I felt connected in a big way on that day in Bethlehem. And even though I wasn't, you know, uh, an Israeli citizen, I felt connected to the dead and the living all, you know, all, all in the country all that day on Memorial Day. You know, that's that deeper connection that we have to, to things. But 
again, it's not just felt in the big things. You know, every time I go to a great concert, I have felt awe. You know, Broadway shows, a live sporting event. I felt awe many times in the presence of my kids. I remember the first time McCartney was able to write her whole name. Can you imagine, you know, you got a brother named Max. That's the easiest name to write. Uh, <laughs> and that's his full name, just Max. And McCartney, right, one of the longer names to write. You know, she, and I remember her being so excited when she wrote it out. We had one of those, like, uh, it was kind of like an erase board, like an Etch-A-Sketch, but you had like a little pen and you could shake it and erase out the, I guess there's like, it works on a magnet kind of thing. And she would write on that all the time. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. So, you know, but you can get a feeling of awe looking at a plant and marveling at its structure and ability to live, right? If you were, you know, you see those pictures of uh, plants growing up in, you know, the sidewalk or off a mountain where it's just desolate, you know, little crocus popping up or something. You know, that's a feeling of awe because it's sort of against the odds. It, it makes us think different. So so I want I do want to give a little... I, I got to shout out a couple people here with the with the awe stuff. So there was a landmark study, uh, a paper published in 2003 by, uh, and excuse me if I don't say his first name right. I think it's Dacher Kelt, Keltner and Jonathan Haidt. And Jonathan Haidt, I really have known well for years. I love all his books. They're amazing. I'm staring at them in my office right now. He's incredible. H-A-I-D-T. Keltner too. The, this is amazing research, but I didn't know about Keltner. I, I knew about Haidt. And so they were breaking things down. You know, they're good researchers. And they were suggesting, they were saying that awe experiences contain two things. So the first is some kind of like, what they call it, a perceived vastness, okay? And then the second thing is a need for accommodation. So let me explain what those are. So perceived vastness is probably, you know, the easier one to understand, right? You, you know, you've climbed Machu Picchu, you're looking out over the Grand Canyon, you're staring at the Taj Mahal not hard, right? <laughs> but it could also be, I remember being backstage meeting Roger Daltrey. Are you a Who fan? I hope all my listeners are Who fans. If you're not, I'm not sure if we're meant to be together. But uh, Who's my favorite band? Uh, and meeting Roger Daltrey is really one of the high points of my life, I think. You know, and just being in his presence. I've met quite a few famous people over the years, but uh, and have a few in my practice. But it's very different in your practice. You don't see the people that way. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I could have Roger Daltrey in my practice, not that he's asked. Um, <laughs> I think I'd be, you know, too struck maybe. But um, anyway, or maybe it's even the president of the company you work for who you really respect. It, it's, it can be anything like that. Um, I will say it also happened for me. I had a lot of this perceived vastness when I started learning about quantum theory and mechanics. Anything where you're learning like that and your mind is just blown. I mean, the stuff when you hear it in quantum theory, if you haven't gotten into that yet, unbelievable. Blow your mind. You just, it's not real. You can't understand it. Non causal, you know, uh, non local causality, you know, things like that, you know, where things don't have to be near each other to cause effects. It's just, it, it'll, it's psychedelic. It'll blow your mind. So, you know, again, you have to like make room in your thinking. That's the accommodation part. Uh, and that's when something happens that changes how you see or how you think about the world. Again, that's when you get this feeling of awe. And that's what um, 
that's what they're talking about, Keltner and hate, you know, as this need for accommodation. You know, it, what they're saying is you've got to accommodate or change in some way to understand or integrate this theory or person or situation, whatever it is. Okay. So, but let's talk about, before I jump into the tips, I want to, I want to go over it. I'll do this real quickly. The nine ways awe makes your life awesome. That's by the way, how awesome and awful come, right? I know. I realized it as I was writing because awe can also be, you can be in awe of something horrible and that makes you feel terrible. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what I'm going over today, of course, because that's not going to give you these benefits. Um, I'm not talking about awful things. I'm talking about awesome things. Okay. So the research shows that awe does the following, right? This is what we know, again, from this preliminary research. Again, it's 20 years old. We don't have lot, tons and tons, but we've got enough to me to say the following. And yes, more research will be done in the future. You scientists out there, don't come for me in the email. Okay. So number one, it decreases stress levels in both the short and the long term. That's why you want awe in your life. It's going to decrease your stress. It decreases your internal negative chatter or your critical inner voice. Yeah. Trying to get your inner self to stop being a mean person. Then guess what? Practicing awe will help. It increases generosity, cooperation, kindness. Yeah, you know, you think that's going to help your relationships? Uh-huh. Awe makes you feel happier and more satisfied with your life and your relationships overall. Awe also helps you think more critically and more skeptically. And I mean skeptical in a good way. To me, it's really good to be skeptical. I, I think that word's gotten a bad rap because people will say, um, well, I'm skeptical of science or something. And I'm like, okay, but... Skeptical to me means you're a better critical thinker. I don't want, I don't care if someone says this is based on science, I go check. Um, I can't tell you how many things I've been told over the years. And that's why I started getting so into research because I'd be practicing something and then find out that it was wrong or, or not just like it wasn't working because there was, it wasn't going to work because someone just sort of made it up. So being a little skeptical always helps me when I'm seeing something. It's like, oh, awe, I, yeah, like I'd seen all this research. And I was like, I don't, that just seems whatever. And then I finally started to read about it and, and read more and more and more and look at the studies. And I got more and more excited about it. So, uh, but coming in with that little bit of skepticism or even a lot really helps critical thinking, helps you work through things. It helps open broad in your world when you think that, that, you know, if you're not a critical thinker and someone just says to you, uh, oh, the pandemic is all made up. And then you just go, yeah, it's all made up because I read things on Facebook and I, I saw things on Instagram. So I know that's true. You know, and I'm watching Fox News here in the United States, whatever, you know, then you just decide that. So, and I'm saying be critical, you know, be a critical thinker. I don't just read the New York Times or just read one thing or listen to one person to get all my information. I get it from a multitude of places. That's that kind of more skeptical way of being. And I'm all down for that. I'm down for that. Awe also, this is so great, decreases your materialism. I know. And so obviously it's going to help with FOMO, the fear of missing out. I did a whole episode on FOMO. If you haven't listened to that one yet, I'll link to it. And it also helps, which is really great, it helps sort of buffer against, you know, the bad feelings you get when you lose a material possession. So it helps you not care about them as much. And it also helps you not care as much if you were to lose something, if something got stolen or something happened, awe helps. 
It also all helps you feel more connected to other people and humanity as a whole. It helps bring people together in all the ways I was just mentioning, right? It's really great. Um, after 9-11, you know, in New York, the the Mets were playing a game and Mike Piazza hits this home run. And, you know, there's these moments of awe where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. And, you know, everyone needed, I'm going to cry talking about it. Everyone needed it. <laughs> and it seems like a silly thing after 9-11, you're like a baseball home run, who cares? But it was huge for New Yorkers. It was something that, you know, really changed, helped us see hope again. And that was a really important thing. And so, it, but it's awe-inspiring, right? Uh, number eight, awe helps us be present and calm because when you're feeling awe, there's less brain activity in the areas in your brain that are involved with um, like mind wandering and self-focus, you know, getting too self-absorbed. So it really helps you there. And number nine is it, which is really interesting. And again, all the research I'm going to link to, so I'm not going to go into it here, but awe makes you think you have more available time. And people in these studies, they felt like they had more time. They were more relaxed about time. And I, boy, I think all of us would love to feel like we have more time. So there you go. So all the ways it's going to make your relationships great, all the ways it's going to help your life and why you want to practice the tips I'm going to give you. But I, I want to give one final caveat before I jump into the ways to experience awe every day, these easy, quick ways. I just want to give a little shout out about culture. So uh, right now the podcast is in, I think it's 171 countries. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm in awe of that, just for the record, that I've never advertised that I don't have famous people on my podcast, that it's just me talking to you, that, you know, I'm competing with very big, big names that I'm, I'm not competing with them. They're doing their thing. I'm doing mine. But you know what I'm saying, like to try to be, but we get ranked in the top 100 a lot. And that's because of you. And we're in 171 countries. And that's all happening because, you know, by the way, thank you when you leave a review. That's part of how that happens. Please leave a review if you haven't or rate on Spotify. But anyway, but knowing that people from 171 countries around the world are listening right now, and that means that depending on your culture, your awe experiences might be different than someone from a different culture and certainly from, you know, the United States culture. So, and I'm just going to be quick about this, but there were some studies, for example, that found that uh, I want to say this right. People in the United States, st United States, which is a more individualistic culture, they found awe in personal accomplishments more frequently than people, say, from China, which is a more collectivist culture. Uh, whereas feeling awe of another person was reported more among people from China than the U.S., right? Do you see that? So really, societal differences uh, make, make a difference. Um, uh, and you can have that within a country too, you know, uh, social classes, for example, right? People from quote unquote, lower social classes, they, and this is so great. They experience awe more frequently than people from higher social classes. There's lots of things we can posit about that or why, or maybe, you know, people get jaded in the higher social classes. I don't know, but, um, you know, or just, there's more of an appreciation when you don't have things and when you get them, you know, you're more appreciative, but, uh, so that, you know, that's 
True, right? And there was another study comparing uh, all experiences among people from the U.S., Malaysia, I- Iran, and Poland. And they found that people from the U.S. had the highest dispositional awe. That dispositional awe basically, it reflects individual differences in the tendency to experience awe, right? So people from the U.S. had more awe, let's say, whereas people from Iran had the lowest. So, you know, again, it's really going to change culture to culture, socioeconomic class, all kinds of things. So I do want to say that. And having said that, I want to give you, I, I try to really pull things from all the research that I felt would have the most appeal cross-culturally. So here we go. So these are the 13 quick and easy ways to experience awe on the daily. I'm going to give you 13 of them. Maybe more as I go. I might change my mind. Who knows what I'll come up with? (laughs) So number one is, and this is, again, from the research. It's not just me. I want to be very, very clear. (laughs) You got to slow down and you got to be mindful. I know. I talk about it every freaking podcast, but are you all doing it? No. So do I have to keep yelling at you? Yes. I say with love. You know, I don't really yell. But come on. I, I, I. I don't know how to get this through more. If you have not downloaded my Mindfulness Starter Kit by now, I'm not sure what to say to you. I I don't know what to say. But I also, you know, it's just going to help you. And I will also say that, you know, whenever you download something from like my web, like that I'm talking about, like the Mindfulness Starter Kit or something, it does put you on my weekly love letter list, which I hope you'd want to get. My love letter is awesome. I'm really proud of it. I send out a love letter every week to everybody on my email list. And it's just, it's really more about my personal life and things I've discovered. It's about research that I don't necessarily talk about on here. You know, the quick things. It's it's a quick read, a few minutes. And it's meant to inspire you and it's meant to be love. It's meant to be a love letter, you know, to help you feel inspired for the week. And I get lots of wonderful feedback about it. So, I, and but if you don't want the love letter, just unsubscribe. It's so easy. I make it easy. I don't hide it or anything. It's nothing weird. I don't do anything weird or sleazy. We all know this by now, right? I don't do anything weird or sleazy. But I am trying to get people on this way of thinking and to remind you, like, this is one of the things that'll help you be more mindful. Every Wednesday morning, you'll get something in your box or night, wherever you are in the world. And it'll just help you be more mindful about something. That's that's all it's meant to do. It's not meant for anything else. I'm not be again, I don't have some ulterior motive. Um, I occasionally give um, breaks on things I sell. You know, I'll give you a coupon or something for something I'm selling. I do that. But other than that, it's really once a week, just me trying to give you some love. So there you go. So slow down and be mindful. Slow down. Slow down. I had a client the other day who said, hold on, I'm going to read it from a little piece of paper because I wrote it down. Slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Oh, isn't that good? My clients are brilliant. Slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. So slow down and be mindful. That's that's experience awe. That's how you'll do it. Two, rocking out to a great song. You know, music is, I named my daughter McCartney. You can imagine the kind of music I love. And I've been talking about Roger Daltrey, but music is such a wonderful way to feel uplifted or to feel a feeling, any feeling. But I would really recommend that you do things that help you feel uplifted. Um, it's just, it's a great thing. So really get in your car and sing or just listen to something. One song a morning, put the radio on as you're getting breakfast ready. You know, 
try to be thoughtful about that kind of thing because it's a fe- that helps you have a feeling of awe when you notice it when you get that kind of hmm that yummy feeling that you can get from a great song. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15, 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Number three is savoring or lingering on awe. When it does help, will when it does happen, will help program your brain to look for awe in more places. So I really want you, you know, I call it savoring, right? When we're like you rolling. So something, you're in a moment and you realize, you know, I don't know, you're just on a walk and you look up and just you have this moment of being connected and how beautiful it is or how beautiful the view is or whatever it is or and you just have that moment, take it and don't, don't keep walking. Like have a moment, just have a moment. The brain likes it when we repeat things. So it will help remind you to look for awe. It, it's a way to, to, to literally hardwire your brain for awe. So savor it, sit on it, linger, hang out, and it'll really help when you do see it. Uh, my fourth is one and this one's really easy watch a video of those like top 10 lists you know great athletic feats you know uh i love those damn things mlb puts them out all the time you know they'll have the top 10 you know offensive uh, or great greatest catches this week the top 10 pitching whatever highlight reels are my favorite thing to watch about my mets my mets won Uh, i don't know when you're listening to this but they just won let's hope they keep winning through august um you know what I'm saying? Like watching those, I could watch Degrom. You know, he's one. He's our, one of our star pitchers. Uh, I could watch him pitch all day. Like it just—it's so amazing what he does. It's so exciting, and it's a feeling of awe, and it's wonderful, and it feels good. So I think the top ten lists are awesome. Uh, always awesome. You know, listening to a podcast that blows your mind. I love my Andrew Huberman. He's amazing. Come on. We all love him. Uh, If you haven't listened yet, you know, I'll listen to something. I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's blowing my mind about how he puts the research together and how to think about things. And again, that's awe. It's something I hadn't thought about before. It's something that's restructuring my brain in a way to think differently. It's something that I have to accommodate. Right. I've got to make room for this other way of thinking. And uh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So you know, anything like that. Right now, listening to this could be giving you awe, like something you hadn't thought about. I actually really try in every podcast to bring you information that in a way so you think differently about it, that you think different about things, that you think, oh, I don't actually have to hate every ex I've ever had. 
oh, there's other way to do this. You know, there's another way to feel in positive thinking. I can I focus on momentum as opposed to something else. You know, I'm always trying to bring you something that's a little different. That's all. That's all. When you get off the podcast, you're like, oh, mm, I don't know. Even if you're arguing with me, and I know you do, <laughs> when you're sitting there arguing with something I've said, believe it or not, because you're trying to figure it out, you're being skeptical. That's good. You're, you're wondering, like, is that really true, Abby? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And so to that can be awe also, because maybe then you'll go look at the white paper I just mentioned, or go look at the thing and, and try again, you're trying to accommodate now. So that's all really great. Okay. Five and six are kind of the same, but a little different. Number five, be present when your kid says they love you. That is the best feeling in the world. It is amazing. I have a few of them kind of locked in my memory of, um, oh, you know, Max sort of holding my hand when he was little. And look, he used to like to look up at me while he was walking. He'd be looking at me while we were walking. And so I'd look down, he'd be staring up at me. And my my beautiful boy had just these big eyes, you know, kids are so beautiful, right? These big curls and these big eyes, gorgeous lips. And he would just look up at me and I'd, and, and he would say, love you, mama. And, oh, 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 you know, talk about a heart melt, right? And McCartney leaning her forehead on my forehead, you know, and telling me, looking in my eyes when she's little and telling me she loves me, you know. Being really present for those moments and not just moving past them very quickly, lingering in them, but being mindful, slowing down, being present. And, you know, I, stop, I used to stop walking and turn to him. It's like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much, too. And sometimes I'd be all into it, like, oh, can I have a hug? And he's like, no, you know, and he'd want to keep walking. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was having this whole experience. Um, but it's a beautiful thing. And then six, which is closely related, is... Be present when you tell your kid or a partner or whoever that you love them, right? Be present. Don't just do it as a throwaway. I've said this before. Stop saying I love you maybe for a week and say what you really mean instead. Uh, as someone's walking out the door, don't say love you. You know, instead maybe say, uh, I'm going to really miss you. I, I can't wait till you come back. Or, um, you know, I'm thinking about you right now as you're leaving or something. I don't know. You know, what do you really mean? Say that instead. I do it every time I end this podcast when I tell you that I love you. And if you watch me on YouTube, you know, like I'm often brought to tears because I'm really feeling my, right now I feel my connection to you. Right now I feel close to tears as I'm talking to you. Often it happens. I, you know, I love you. I want to help. I, I so want to help. And I get these beautiful emails all the time saying that I am. So I'm going to keep doing it. You know, I'm going to keep trying and, and keep trying to come to you for you and, in a good way. And so when I'm doing that, I'm in the moment. And that's why I'm experiencing that feeling because I can feel that connection. And I, it's really special to me. It means a lot to me. So hence the tears. So being present, that's an awe moment. 171, oh my God, these people listening. You know, I got an email from Malaysia the other day. It's just craziness. I, I, can't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's wonderful. And I never take any of it for granted. I always am appreciative. Five years in, I, I feel more excited about the podcast than I ever have. If anything, it just makes me more excited to reach more people. Uh, that's all. I want to do a better job. I want to, you know, have even better topics. Uh, that's what happens. Okay. Number seven, put up some art or photos on your wall that feel awe-inspiring, that feel awesome. Put up things that really speak to you. 
do not get stuff just to get stuff. I'd rather you had a blank wall for a while and really took some time to be mindful about what's up there. Um, it, you know, uh, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, you can see I have this really wonderful kind of Banksy um, canvas behind me, a replica, uh, not the, not an original. And uh, but about life is beautiful with Billie Holiday, and I I love it. It it every day when I walk, it just brings me lots of joy to look at. I'm looking at it right now, uh, <laughs> uh, in my in my video. Uh, it brings me joy. It any kind of art, anything I have around brings me joy. Brings me again that kind of feeling of awe. I can really sink into that. For you, it might be some beautiful picture of um, I don't know a desert or you know something great, something amazing, the seven wonders of the world, whatever. But whatever it is, it could be family, could be a picture of your great, great grandparents or something. If it brings off, it brings a feeling of almost feeling small, but in a good way. And of all the people that have come before you and all the lineage you've had, that is a great thing. And we want that. Okay. Number eight, unplug as often as possible. Put down your cell phone the next time you're standing in line at the grocery store. Think about how much you appreciate the vast amount of food available to you. If you're here in the United States, you're in a grocery store. It's crazy. Whenever I have people visit from other countries, they're just, they spend some time just going, what the hell? You know, it's just so much. And, and again, this is not just appreciation. I want to be really clear. It's, it's you know, and I appreciate things, that's great. And that can bring me feelings of awe. I think appreciation's on the way to awe. Um, but again, it's something that when I'm thinking about something, like how much food there is and, well, other countries don't have this, it's not, it's not to feel grateful that I have it. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just aware of how amazing it is. Kind of, it, it's the relativity. That's what's helping me. It's being relative in a bigger picture. And so, and no matter how rich or poor you are, there's always relativity. And again, people from lower socioeconomic um, groups feel more awe, we know from the research so far anyway, than people who have more money. So it, you really, it can be found anywhere. And again, it just has to sort of restructure your thinking. Okay. Uh, if you're waiting online for the bus, again, look at nature around you or the people or something that's going to bring you to this other level. Okay, number nine is being present in nature. Now, I always <laughs> fight a little with this because I just don't feel really relaxed in nature. It is not my favorite thing. So I do like looking at pictures sometimes and other things. They can really bring me somewhere. I did like going to the Grand Canyon that time, but you know, I wasn't camping. I was going back to my, <laughs> I was going back to the Iwani. I was going back to my nice hotel. So it's really, but being very present in nature, uh, there's tons of research on this and how walks in nature help on so many levels. It's crazy. But uh, there was a great book on awe that I read by Jonah Paquette. I hope I say his last name right, psychologist. And he talked about awe walks. So where you'd go for a walk and intentionally, you know, consciously, purposefully look for things to bring you awe on the walk. I love that. Love that. Love that. So if you're in nature, right, you would, you'd be looking, maybe I'll climb up to that thing and look over the vista, or maybe I'll just notice um, all the incredible plants right here and I'll pick something up and really wonder at it. Or maybe the leaves are turning, you know, where you live, they're changing color and you're just picking up a leaf and really marveling at it. 
it, whatever that is. And that brings me to number 10. Like if you're in a city, you could do that kind of walk and you could look at architecture. You could look at just the vast number of people that are there and how we're all part of this huge, you know, everyone's has their own lives. Everyone is going off to do their own thing. And it's just amazing. We start to think about billions of people like that. It's, it's again, awe-inspiring. It makes you feel kind of small in a good way because you're realizing that you're just a piece of something very large. And that's nice. You know, that helps us with our generosity and with our feelings of calm. Th- these are all really good, good things. Okay. And hopefully, again, you're getting the difference between awe and appreciation or gratitude. Appreciation and gratitude are great. But awe is that kind of next thing where you it's so much that maybe you're appreciating or so much gratitude you have that you're looking at something in a new way, right? It, it's, it's really like, you know, and sometimes we're appreciating something, but it's really awe that we're experiencing because, yeah, I appreciate maybe the view of the Grand Canyon with the snow falling or whatever at midnight. But there's this other kind of transcendent feeling I'm feeling, this sort of bigger than life feeling that I don't just feel if I'm walking in the snow. (laughs) There was something about all those factors together. Okay. We're almost at the end. So number 11 is meditating, praying, or being in a spiritual connection of some kind. So depending on how you do it, when you meditate, for me, when I meditate, I, I'm not in awe often when I meditate, but actually it does happen sometimes where I've had this kind of almost out-of-body experience and um, that definitely happens part of the time at this point. But it's, I know that that feeling of calm that meditating brings me helps me when I'm connecting you know, when I'm out in the world and can then notice my connections to other people or the world or, you know, how I'm feeling, all those things. So to me, it's hard to feather out. We call these kind of conflating variables, you know, like where things, you can't tell what it is exactly. That's the causal part. But for me, meditating is all that. And when I pray, I do pray. I um, ask my spirit guides and my, you know, angels to come into maybe a meditation I'm doing or journaling that I'm doing. And I'll often have that. One of the ways I also, and here's a bonus, how I do this. I've talked about this before is I will ask the universe to show me something like, show me butterflies, show me owls, show me, I'll ask for something, show me repeating numbers, show me, I'll just ask for something. And I'll put it out a few times during the day. And sure enough, I keep kind of focusing on it. And sure enough, I'll start seeing it. You know, a butterfly will fly in front of my vision or, you know, something will happen that, uh, or, you know, I'll get, I'll pay for something and it's like $14 and 14 cents or something, you know, I'll start to see it. And to me, that's my connection to the universe, something I think about or notice. Um, And for me, it helps me feel very connected. And I start to realize that things are greater than myself. And it helps, it brings me comfort, it brings me calm, but those are definitely feelings of awe. Even though I've been doing it for years, decades, I still, every time, can't believe it's happening when it happens. Uh, It's so interesting. I'm still always kind of shocked when it happens. So that's, those are feelings of awe and those are great ways, some kind of, you know, spiritual connection, prayer, meditation, whatever that is for you. If you're not meditating yet, again, I've got a free meditation starter kit, different than my mindfulness starter kit. I have a free meditation one and I have that my course, you know, how to meditate for 15 minutes in just 15 days. So, 
And uh, that you do, it's, I think it's $11.11. It's not nothing. I know, 11 11 wasn't I cute? Uh, it's, you know, nothing meant to be so expensive that you couldn't get it. And so um, these are great ways to, you know, learn to meditate. If you haven't been able to do it yet, it's, you can. And 15 minutes a day is all you need. And I really highly, highly, highly recommend that you do it. It will change your life. I'm telling you right now. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about me that's changed my life. I'm talking about all the research. I'm talking about every client I've had who's done it. It has absolutely helped them think differently in the world. All right. And number 12, uh, oh, we're almost there, is uh, thinking about an accomplishment you've had that maybe defied the odds or was especially difficult to achieve. Um, that can be another really good way to experience awe just of yourself. Um, and that's why watching reels or, you know, of, of, you know, great baseball moments or whatever also, cause you're just watching something that seems very hard or difficult to achieve. And it, it just feels awe-inspiring. Um, the last one, and these are in no particular order, right? But doing something like watching a thunderstorm. Now you can't do that in the daily. You don't have a thunderstorm every day, but you know what I mean? Being aware of the weather or the sunshine on your face or a thunderstorm, if it's not scary, by the way, right? We're not going to awful. We're going to awesome. Um, the sunshine in your face, like just being aware of nature in another way and how powerful it is and how incredible it is what's going on. So, and again, if you start to think of climate change and get scared, don't go there. <laughs> but the rest you can certainly do, right? Um, so, okay. So those are my 13 ways that you can be experiencing awe on the daily. And again, I really uh, encourage you to get my free stuff or my paid stuff, anything that's going to help you on your journey to being mindful and meditating and really bringing all of what I teach you to a whole other level. As always, if you have something you would like, a uh, topic you'd like to hear on the podcast that I haven't covered yet, please email me. Or if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, I don't answer you know, again, it's not ethical for me to send you back a, a personalized email with all the things you should be doing. That's that's not ethical. But what I do do is take that and try to, um, if if it works, to make it something that I think a lot of people have written in about and are asking about. So many of my topics, as you know, you've heard me, are in that vein. So please, um, you know, feel free to write in and ask and always search on the website first for topics because, you know, just put it in the search bar. If there's something in particular that you're looking for information about and you're not sure if I've done a podcast on it, I would appreciate if you went there first instead of asking me because I get so many emails every week and it's really, I just, it's very hard, you know. So do your homework first. If you look on the on the website and you do a search for something, you know, meditation and you don't, you're going to find a ton if you do that. But let's say something else and you didn't find it or what you find doesn't quite answer your question, then definitely email me and say, I, I listened to this, but it, but here's what I need help with. It doesn't quite get me there because that I'm sure other people are also struggling with and will really help. So, <sighs> so thank you. Thank you for spending time with me today. Take a breath. If you can, just wherever you are, just take a little breath. Took in a lot of information today. I'd like you to do one thing today to help with awe, to feel awe, to get close to that feeling if, you, if you're not sure if you've ever had it. If you think it's only really big, you know, you can practice it smaller. I want you to look at that to really help you in your life 
feel better, decrease your anxiety, silence that chatter in your head, all the things, feel more connected, feel less lonely, all the things. Uh, It's another tool that'll really help you. I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. No one else tells you today. I do. I'm really happy you're here with me. There's a lot of places you can be, I know, and you're spending time with me and maybe even listen to the very end. So I appreciate you. I'm in awe of our relationship. I am in awe of our relationship. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.